I got the question or the comment, the idea that you should fully heal before a relationship versus finding someone you want to heal with. I love talking about this topic because for so long in my spiritual journey, my perception of finding somebody who's healed and being in a relationship as somebody who is doing the healing work has changed. No, I don't think you're ever fully healed. If you do experience a state of like just being fully healed and like in a positive state, um, it's temporary. Everything is temporary. Your state of depression is temporary. It comes and goes like every other month or so. Happiness comes and goes as well. Healing comes as, comes and goes as well. So if you say you want to find a partner who is fully healed, you're going to be searching and searching. You're going to be waiting years and years for that person because that person does not exist. Um... <sighs> What I suggest you do if you want to find somebody along those lines is narrow it down to someone who prioritizes healing. So this can look like making sure your prospects go to therapy, to group therapy, maybe they take medication, they have a support system that doesn't involve you, and they... Uh, do appropriate healing coping mechanisms and they're aware and conscious of their behaviors and their emotions. Uh, another thing is that once you get into a relationship, you are both going to experience pain, heartbreak, and emotional turbulence. So when you're going through a relationship, it doesn't matter. You're going to be going through your toughest battles, whether you're healed or not. And I know for a fact you're going to be going through dark nights of the soul with your partner. And when you're in a relationship, that is when you're doing the most inner work. That's when you're healing the most because this other person is your shadow self. And they're a real person, so you can't really, like, avoid them. And the more that you avoid this person and their their traits that annoy you or, like, cause you to trigger an emotional state, the more it's going to keep popping up and it's going to, until you, like, work through it. In all my years of dating and relationships, I've, I've started to notice this pattern. And the pattern is, first, I start off alone, single, I'm fully healed. And what that looks like is I spend a lot of time on my own, committed to my meditation practice, my personal development. And then I start to fuck around with somebody, could be a boyfriend or friends with benefits, sneaky link, it doesn't matter. Um, suddenly, in this new person, I'm facing my shadow self. So it's scary. It's always some sort of emotional roller coaster with them. 
um, could be from me or could stem from them. And they make me question my worth, my identity. Um, my limiting beliefs start to creep in. Resentment can start to creep in. Anger, you know, all of these emotions start to rise to the surface that have been dormant for so long. And I start to collect emotional baggage from this person. But disclaimer is, this is not their fault. It's nobody's fault. This is simply the way of the shadow. And at this point, I expect to see my shadow and the person that I'm with. And that is the only way that I can grow as a person. So once I have this event in which my shadow is triggered, I allow it to happen. I do my best to regulate my emotions. So in a healthy way, which I make sure that it's not hurting me and it's not hurting the other person. And I go, you know, I go home and I spend some time trying to figure out um, my emotions, like what's going on in my head and like, how did I get triggered? I journal through it. I talk to them about it as well. Um, I talk about it in therapy and that's kind of the way in which things are going about now. In regards to relationships, I wouldn't say I'm in a relationship right now, but there's definitely a person in my life that has been playing a role of my shadow. And if they're listening to this, <laughs> thank you. I, I really appreciate you and, and I appreciate your patience and always being there for me even when I'm a complete asshole. <laughs> and thank you for teaching me so many lessons. I don't even think you know about all the lessons you've taught me. In all of these years but I've grown so much since I met you and I have you to thank for that next uh, topic is someone asked me how to not get emotionally attached to men when pursuing a sexual slash casual stuff <laughs> uh, I'm on the same boat so I can really relate to this topic. Honestly, it comes down to practicing self-love and detachment. Those things are so necessary when you're doing like friends with benefits or um, just casual stuff. Separate, so separate your life from his. Have your own friends, go to your own gym, have your own place. Do not share those things. Because one day he's going to switch up on you. You never know when and you need to be detached. You need to be your own person. I always like to do a 7 minute Ho'oponopono meditation. Or if you like a cord cutting meditation after you have sex with them. Or after you hang out with them. doesn't have to be physical. could be... You know, just like talking on the phone and like they're, you know, uh, trust me, you're really going to want to do that because um, when you're with them, you're creating this 
um, energy cord between you and his body. So that's very important. Also, um, don't let him be your support system. So have a support system that does not involve him at all. Um, if you don't want, don't want to be emotionally attached. But if you do, you know, just go ahead and do that. <laughs> um, on detachment. So on detachment, you can read, uh, if you're a girl, you can read this book called Why Men Marry Bitches. And it gives you so much information on how you can maneuver through you know, just like the game and the way that men behave in that sort of relationship and um, just how to be your own woman. I remember my last relationship before we became exclusive, I used to visit him. So he would live like an hour away from, from my apartment and so... It was honestly a really long bus ride, so what I would do is I would go on Fridays and spend the whole weekend with him, and then he would just drop me off at home on Monday morning. So I would do that all the time with him before we became exclusive. Exclusive. I really enjoyed hanging out with him for like a couple of hours, but I don't know, it's just like after waking up in the morning next to him, I would feel so terrible like depleted of energy I felt ugly I felt like I just wasn't a woman anymore like I had lost my feminine energy and like I felt so out of touch with my spiritual self and my spiritual body so what I understood by this is it's because our energies were linking up and meshing together when we would have sex or when we we would just hang out. He had so much trauma stored in his body. And every time I would be with him, I was taking it all into my own body. I didn't even understand fully about energies, but that was... That's exactly what was happening. So, come Monday morning, or sometimes I would even ask him to drop me off home Sunday morning because I couldn't take it anymore. And so I'd rush home and I'd do all this crazy shit so I can release that that feeling. It, it was just like this icky, terrible feeling in my body. I would go home and I'd meditate, I'd exercise, I'd go bike riding, and then I'd come home from school and I'd go pole dancing and do yoga and those things that allow me to release the energies that were stuck in my pelvic area. Um, not to say that he was like a terrible person, it's just that I wasn't able to set healthy boundaries with this person and now I understand how to do that you know I'm okay now now as I speak detachment is so important I can still love or fuck this person but keeping my boundaries and my distance from them 
um, I don't mean this in the sense that, like, I'm just not going to talk to them and only talk to them on a Saturday. It just means that I'm still being me. Like, I'm still my own person and I'm not losing myself in this person and their needs and wants and I'm not losing myself in the connection and my distance is just you know keeping prioritizing myself um before he comes into play so don't it's also that like you shouldn't ever let them be your own only source of love and affection a lot of <laughs> a lot of the times we women say that we need a friends with benefits or a sneaky link because we need that physical touch but you know once you get into that relationship it's not all that cut out to be and you know in certain cases your own dreams are a lot better than the sex that you have in reality. What I also recommend for you to do is to play with yourself and to show yourself that physical touch that you need. Um, you don't need a man to like please you. <laughs> Just go buy a toy. <laughs> but no, but seriously, um, don't lose touch with your body because, um, you know, from my own experience, when I've been in those types of connections where it's casual, I will lose sense of my body in order to please the other person. And I would spend the rest of the amount of time that I would have sex with this person I would feel like I wasn't pleasured enough, like, like I'm just like, you know, like that TikTok that you, that's been around a while where, I mean, this girl's like eating spaghetti and the guy's like, oh, can I have some? And he eats the whole bowl and he's like, do you want some? And she's like, yeah, can I have some? And there's none left to give to her except for like like one spoonful and she's like thank you and the guy's like oh man I'm stuffed aren't you and she's like no I can still eat a whole bowl of spaghetti <laughs> I don't know I forget that. <laughs> but that's how sex is um the majority of the time in these relationships. So what I'm trying to say is like feed yourself some sp some spaghetti, please. Like don't starve yourself. Um, and the other things you can do to like tap into um, the body as well as um, tantric breath. You can totally try out tantric breathing on your own. You don't need a fucking partner to do that. Um, what else? doing sensual movements have like a an hour cut out in your day where you just like play some r&b music sit in front of your mirror discover your body um listen to the music and like flow with it 
you can even, um, I can link you to some, like, dance, uh, studios where they do exactly that, which is, like, central movements, like, belly dancing and, um, pole dance, um, like, twerking as well. So, there's so much you can do, um, to, like, please yourself and discover your own body you know, that kind of stuff, and still have it be, like, a thing where you're working with energy as well. Um, so, yeah, don't neglect yourself. You're able to fulfill your needs on your own. <laughs> I got a lot of people asking me why men cheat. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know, but hopefully I can answer this question by using my own perspective on cheating. So in my first ever long-term relationship, I cheated on my partner um, only once, but even if it's only once, it was terrible. Um, it was the worst thing I've ever done. And when I was doing it, like the whole act of it, just like finding somebody and like driving to their house and it was just awful and I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing it like my brain was like dude what the hell are you doing and yeah I mean to this day I wish I could knock some sense into myself and just tell myself like please don't do this just go to therapy come on just communicate what you need to communicate to your partner <laughs> um yeah, as a retired cheater, I can tell you this. It's not your fault. I went out and cheated because there was so much trauma and pain inside of my body. And I needed a distraction, like a shiny toy, which was the average-looking, standard white male at the time someone to pull all my emotional baggage onto and never see them again. My partner was so sweet and so kind. He uh, basically gave me the whole world and I was honestly like the one who needed help. Like I needed a change, not him. So if your partner is cheating on you, <laughs> You gotta realize that it's not your fault. It's his fault. He's the one who's damaged. Um, he's not facing his problems. And what he's doing is putting a face on that. Onto some other girl. Or he's using that other girl as a distraction. What men do, they don't realize your worth. And there's men out there who will tell you, I do not deserve you. You are so beautiful. I do not deserve you, you know? And you gotta believe those men because it's true. They don't deserve you. You gotta go find some high caliber man that does deserve you. And they know that they do. Yeah, try to realize that he is damaged. <laughs> that is a really, really huge red flag. I don't even know how to screen for it before you start dating. But... Uh, Remember that 
you are amazing and you're a talented person. You are perfectly imperfect. You are the woman of any man's dreams. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. Whatever limiting beliefs you have lingering, don't believe them because they're not true. Don't listen to those negative thoughts that you have in your head. Try to work through those limiting beliefs. I have a lot of meditations on this podcast where it shows you how to let go of those limiting beliefs. And I also suggest you do forgiveness work. You are not essentially forgiving the other person. Essentially, you're just forgiving yourself for everything you you put yourself through and in that process you're gonna forgive your partner and you're gonna let go of those beliefs that are weighing you down and you're gonna let go of that resentment you have towards your partner um and if that isn't enough if letting go of your limiting beliefs and doing forgiveness work isn't enough well you can do some meditations on self-love and self-worth i also suggest you do some work on recreating the self-concept um that is something that i have been working on for a couple of years now with actualized habits and what that means is or what that looks like is doing a meditation on the self could be like one of those meditations that talk about love because love is the highest frequency you can do anything with the frequency of love so I suggest doing one of those meditations um affirming yourself three times a day writing out affirmations that specifically apply to the negative thoughts that run in your head every day, every hour. And honestly, you really need to let go of those limiting beliefs. Um, and if, you know, that's not enough, you can go beyond that and manifest do the work of manifestations and manifest new behaviors for your partner. Um, you can like manifest them to behave a lot better than what they're behaving now. It's just gonna take a lot of um, letting go of your limiting beliefs to do that because it depends on how much you believe in manifestations and affirmations. But you can change the way somebody behaves. Um, you can also do um, manifestations of like manifesting an entirely new husband. <laughs> like manifesting, you know, your actual ideal partner. And where you're like writing down all of the personality traits and that they would have and the way that they would behave how do they look and where would they where would you meet them so there's so many things you can do to like change your 
change your relationship and stuff. Um, yeah. Um, there's resources out there. Um, I have a resource that I'm willing to share for free, but you can just DM me if you want help with, like, that kind of stuff. Because I'm in, also in the process of, like, working on manifesting a partner and, like, being the best partner that I can be as well. How men think differently and sometimes callously. Um, this is weird. <laughs> so, I definitely believe that men are wired differently. Um, in a relationship, I'd, I also like to say that in a relationship, there is a masculine and feminine energy, and gender does, doesn't have anything to do with these energies. Um, why men are assholes? It depends on, like, their level of consciousness and maturity. Um, age is obviously out of the window because I will say this. In the years that I've dated, I find that younger men are complete assholes and are insensitive. And I've, I've had, like, sugar daddies that are older than 30 and they're assholes as well. <laughs> Um, so I guess, yeah, age is out of the window with this question, but I'd say it depends on the level of awareness and consciousness. Like, it depends on where they're at in that, uh, spiral dynamic scale too. So that's a scale where you measure, um, the levels of consciousness that a person has and it's defined, it's, um, it's separated in colors. Like you could just Google that. Um, these things can also be defined using a personality scale, like the hexagon scale, um, for an in-depth analysis. Also, the NEO and the MBTI test. Um, yeah, being an asshole, being callous, being insensitive—that's a personality trait. You know, being apathetic to others. It definitely develops from different, in different ways, from different places, experiences, trauma, family, genetics, birth, culture. Uh, I like to remind people this, that people are fluid and ever-changing. So, with that in mind, if you're dating someone who's an asshole, or you are an asshole yourself, don't worry, I used to be an asshole. I used to be apathetic. I used to lack empathy. <laughs> it's possible to change, but uh, only if you wish to change, and only if you believe in the power of change. Only if you have that growth mindset can you change. But there's some people out there who will fight tooth and nail to change their personality traits. The whole point of this podcast was to talk about men because um, I have no idea where I stand in terms of a relationship. But what I do know is that I'm being thrown lessons and lessons. <laughs> but 
man, I'm such, I'm just like, I'm a tough student. Like, I'm just a really good student. And I do my best to be patient and learn from all of these lessons that I'm being thrown. <sighs> do you believe that I have changed as a person? Um, there's something that I posted earlier uh, in my other profile that got a lot of uh, reactions and I got a lot of DMs on and I posted this thing that says are you choosing to be single because you aren't ready for a relationship or because you aren't ready to face your shadow self within someone else afraid to look at your flaws so I posted that because um, for a while now I have been deciding to stay single because in the past couple of months I realized that I have been idolizing men and I did not like that because I grew to be obsessed over the person at the time that I thought I liked but I don't like you know I just realized that what I do like about them is what I like about myself so like you know a reflection of myself in them yeah uh I'll explain that later but what in terms of this, what I was talking about is that are you choosing to be alone right now because you're quote unquote not ready for a relationship? So you're just fucking people on the side or are you just not ready to face your shadow self within a partner? Either way, you're not doing any healing. Remember what I said earlier that you are doing the most inner work. You're doing the most healing, the most growth when you're in a relationship and you're deciding to be single because you're not ready. You're never going to be fucking ready for a relationship, dude. <laughs> Don't get mad. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Because <laughs> I... that That's what I'm going through, okay? So... But... It's also another thing, you're not ready to face your shadow self. You're never going to be ready to face your shadow self. That's what I'm going to tell you right now is that the shadow is going to present itself when it decides to. And when it decides to present itself, it's going to be in the most un inconvenient time for you. Like it's going to present itself in a time that's so fucking embarrassing you just can't get away from it you can't walk away from it you have to face it and you're gonna act like a fucking child you're gonna be pissed you're gonna be sad you're gonna be crying whatever you're gonna have resentment <laughs> who gives a shit and you're gonna have to go through it you're gonna have to go through all those stages of of uh seeing the shadow you're gonna see it you're going to hate it. You're going to realize what it is. You're going to accept it and you're going to integrate. Are you... And this is talking to myself at this point. Like, are you really just going to, like, avoid relationships in total because, you know, you're you're flourishing. You're nurtured. You're, quote-unquote, fully healed by being alone in your room the whole time and meditating and dancing. 
or are you going to get into a relationship and allow yourself to be afraid to be vulnerable with somebody to actually communicate what you need from them and to communicate your emotions and your thoughts and to actually spend time with them and not just set all of these boundaries so that you don't get hurt because god forbid being hurt but being hurt is necessary as a human in order for you to grow so uh i think that's it for today's podcast i answered all of your questions and i went on a little tangent but that's okay because i never make long podcasts um uh if you wanted some if you wanted the resources um I'll link them in the description and then if you if you want to talk to me about, about manifesting like the ideal partner or or doing uh self-concept work uh DM me because um I'm working on that right now. Thank you for listening. This has been very fun learning about everybody's problems and listening to you guys and trying to see it from different perspectives.